Welcome to the Frame Friends Podcast. This is your host, Elliot Frey, coming to you yet again from Des Moines, Iowa, my living room, where I just got done interviewing my friend Kate Arkema. And it was a delightful conversation. I'm so excited to bring to you the first interview portion of the Frame Friends Podcast. I really do think you'll enjoy. We hit on a variety of topics, and I do believe that you'll get to know Kate a lot better through this conversation. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hello and welcome to the Frame Friends Podcast. This is your host, Elliot Frey. I am joined today by my friend, Kate Arkema. Hello, Kate. Hey, Elliot. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm super stoked that you're here. I uh, We've been waiting for this, and ever since the other day recording the intro, I've been looking forward to having you over and, and having this uh, conversation. I'm uh, quite humbled that you chose me to be your first guest. I don't know if I deserve the honor, but I am really excited about it. Well, I, I would just say, Kate, um, it wasn't really, uh, I, I mean, you were on the list, but it was the will of the people that got you to the point where you are here on the first Tuesday night of recording for the Frey and Friends podcast, because the amount of people that I mentioned your name to and the strong emotional <laughs> emotional response that came with that, uh, it, it was pretty substantial. Well, thank you to all of those people for being so kind to me. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I love them all dearly. I know I do. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair uh, a fair thing to think because I'm thinking of some of the people that said that. And I, I know they're going to be listening. Uh, I think some of them even tuned in with us uh, before this on our Facebook Live. So uh, with that, though, I, I'd love to just start with who Kate is because I know Kate to an extent. Uh, I feel like Kelly and I have gotten to know you a little bit. But even as I was thinking about preparing for tonight, one of the things that and I mentioned this in the in the intro podcast I'm really excited about the idea of just getting to know someone better. Um, And so selfishly, this is an opportunity for me to do that. But I'm curious for for both myself and for the audience that will be listening to this. Pretend I'm I'm a job interviewer and I'm trying to figure out who Kate is. So tell me about that. Well, thankfully, my palms are a little less sweaty than they are in a job interview. But uh, so born in the city right here in Des Moines, uh, but grew up in the country, uh, both here in Iowa and then on the west coast of Michigan. Shout out to Nuera, population 612 wow. at the last census. Small small town Michigan. Small town Michigan. Okay. Yeah, so uh, lived and worked, of course, on a dairy farm uh, growing up. If you live on one, you work on one. That's the end of the story. I have fed calves, milked cows, cleaned out stalls. Uh, I even worked... Uh, tightening caps on the gallons of milk when the machine malfunctioned uh, one weekend. So, you know, fun stories that you can tell. So, so I I don't want to interrupt you, but I've already learned something totally new. I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea this was the case. Yeah. Yeah. No. uh, If anyone has any questions about cows, any cow trivia, milk trivia, how cheese or ice cream is made, let me know. If I don't know, I can reach out to my dad. Because he did all the processing stuff, so well, I, I, all I, the answers. I can tell you this. I'm, I'm already thinking ahead to the end of, of this interview, and there's a, a section of questions that I have for you, a little rapid-fire game, and I just added two questions <laughs> to that section. So this is good. I, I, I My apologies. I did not mean to interrupt, but no, I'm, I'm already okay. very intrigued. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now I work at Principal. Uh, in disability. I have a very complicated title that has little to nothing to do with what I actually do there. Um, I think as most corporate titles are, right? Yeah, sure. Um, But basically, I'm a fake doctor. (laughs) Not just kidding. I'm not a doctor. I'd like to make that clear. But no, I work in disability, and I actually really love it. I'm a compliance nerd, a fraud nerd, and an ERISA nerd. And if you know what Arissa is, you might be a little bit of a nerd yourself, and we'd probably be <laughs> friends. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, yeah, I love Jesus. Um, he is very constant, and that has been uh, a gift to me. And I'm just learning more about him and how to love others well, like he did. Um, I attend Cottage Grove with Elliot and Kelly, yep. and 
uh, fellow lover of ISU football yes. and Matt Campbell. So, and then I cried everything, just in case anyone was wondering. Books, movies, reading cards, uh, commercials about old people, especially, or anything with the Budweiser, not the Clydesdales, but the ones when they have the sure. dog. Yeah. Great commercials. Sobbing. Phenomenal marketing. I'm in the background sobbing. So, yep. so um, I don't know why this just came to mind as you said this, but have you seen the movie Up? Yes, cried the whole time. Yeah, I wondered. Yeah, because yeah. as soon as you said old people, tears, that was that's what came to mind, I guess. But Disney likes to take me out right at the beginning because they always have a character die. And so that way they can guarantee that I'm crying at the beginning yeah, sure. all the way through to the end. It's well, something I really love about them. So in other words, you love Disney movies. I do. Yeah, that's great. I do. So so let me ask a follow-up question to that. So uh, you said you're a fake doctor. I, I mean... So I'm going to let everybody in on a little bit of a secret. I work at principal and I used to work in disability, a little bit of a different part of disability at principal, but I kind of get the lingo. I'm wondering, probably people on the podcast, I mean, you, you talked about Arissa, but I'd even guess that when people hear you say, I work in disability, they have no idea what that means. So can you just share like a, like briefly what that is? Yeah. So uh, I work for group disability instead of, I believe you worked for individual Correct. disability Correct. Yeah, when you were over there. So I work for group. So if you work for an employer and they purchase short-term, long-term or life insurance for you, short-term disability, long-term disability or life insurance for you, uh, and you have to send in a claim, hopefully just for disability, not for life insurance. Uh, sorry, awkward. Um, then uh, we have claim analysts that look at those claims and determine how long we can pay you disability benefits and how much to pay you according to a policy. It's all very exciting. Um, but I have currently nine analysts that I work with and um, review some of their claims, make sure we're in compliance, uh, that we're communicating like we should, paying out the right amount, um, and helping as many people as we can. And then we've always got our, I mean, unfortunately, you got to keep your eye out for fraud, which is inevitable. And that's where the compliance ERISA fraud oh. nerd comes in. So, yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. And I, I think one of the unique things about that, right. And I've, I feel like this, you probably, I would imagine do to an extent as well, but when we, like working at principal, you, you get to know people that work in job titles that are just, you didn't even know existed before you, you didn't really. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's kind of wild. And that's one for me where, I mean, you said fake doctor. I think that's a pretty good description. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah I read thousands of pages of medical records a day. So I figure like that's like a fake honorary degree, right? Sure. Why not? Yeah. 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 I think personally that some med school should have you speak at commencement. I would love it. I would love it. And I'm, if I, if that happens, I'm going to bring like a fake certificate of like when I hit my 1 millionth page <laughs> of medical records or like 10 million pages of medical records read, you know, something like that. That's, that's great. You know, I'm thinking that of, of many friends right now who have been through med school or in the middle of it, but I'm thinking specifically of my friend Lane Heinlein right now, who is in the thick of med school. Yes. And, uh, I'm wondering if at times Lane didn't wonder if maybe that was the route that that he would like to go. I just the based fake, on this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, just because the studying is probably a little bit limited yeah. compared to uh, what he's in the middle of. But. I try to make it very clear that I'm totally kidding no. that I am a fake doctor <laughs> because the studying and the hours that real doctors have to put in are unreal. It's crazy. So shout out to Lane. We'll keep praying for you know sleep and recall for yeah. tests. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say uh, Lane's right where he's supposed to be, but this is uh, it's it's just funny to hear that. But yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that. So um, so the nerd in me, you know, the the fellow coworker in me thinks that's pretty cool and. Uh, but but I would say that beyond the work thing, man, that dairy farm thing is is pretty interesting. I'd imagine that that's had a lot of influence on your life. I'd imagine that's shaped in a significant way who you are. Uh, tell me when when you think of the first thing that comes to mind that being um, someone that grew up and worked on, I liked how you put that, if you grew up on it, you worked on it. Yes. Uh, what's the one characteristic that you developed in, in that process? 
So you don't live on a dairy farm without working hard. Yep. Uh, and you work long hours. And so I think I maybe wasn't as kind to my parents as I should have been living that life and, you know, feeding the calves and uh, lugging buckets and stuff. But uh, it definitely teaches you hard work and um, prepares you for, you know, challenges and, and jobs that you come up to uh, when you're older and yeah, I think it teaches you to be humble too, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a business that I don't think gets a huge amount of recognition. Um, milk is such a huge thing in everyone's lives. Um, it should be a, a bigger part of many lives. I, I'm one of them. We I'm pretty sure we purchase milk with the right intent. We don't drink it very often. <laughs> well, I have to say... I grew up on a dairy farm. My family grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, most of us are now lactose intolerant. Oh, wow. So Go figure. Who knows? Yep, yep. So even though, like, we're huge advocates for dairy, we're like, we love dairy. Support dairy. <laughs> also, none of us can have lactose. So do with that what you will. Yeah, yeah. How wild is that? Wow. Maybe we just had too much Yep. growing up. If you've drunk milk straight from the tank... At some point in your adult life, you will develop lactose intolerance. Yeah, interesting. Hey, there you go. That's the the common denominator. I love it. Uh, so, one other question I have, just as we're helping the audience get to know you a little bit, and I, I plan to have every guest answer this question. But how the heck do you know me? How how do you know me, my wife Kelly? Uh, how did we even meet or get to know each other? So. The short answer is church, but um, that's an excellent answer for a podcast, right? One word. Yeah, there you go. Uh, It is church, but Elliot, you, I believe I met at the Young Professionals Connection Group uh, through Abby Longstreet. She and Jason Benningen led that group. Yep, absolutely. And possibly Josh Mockle. Yeah, yeah, Josh Mockle Daddy, who I know is going to be a supportive listener of this program. Uh, Uh, Way to go, Josh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Josh has given me a call about 4.30 tomorrow to catch up. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I believe the first time I met you probably would have been at a barbecue at Jason Benningen's house. That sounds right. Yeah, I could totally picture that. But your beautiful wife, I believe, was in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, probably. At the time. And so everyone told me about her. And they're like, she's this tiny woman who has the biggest smile and the biggest heart in the whole world. And I was like, I have to meet this woman. I'm going to love her. (laughs) And so I was really excited when she came back from New Zealand so I could meet her. And then I met her with you at a Sunday church service. Love it. And I was like. This is my kind of girl. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, she's a rock star. She's I mean, pretty great. You're all right, I guess. <laughs> well, no, I'm kidding. No, no, I've I've known that for well, I guess about almost four years now. That yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can meet me at the barbecue, but if you find out that my lady's somewhere else, you're more excited about that meeting than you are the one you're currently in. So well, totally and she fair. was in New Zealand, yeah, so yeah. I knew she'd have some good stories. Yeah, too. yeah, she definitely came back with some good ones. It was it was a pretty cool experience, but. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I had to, uh, it jogged my memory a little bit, even thinking back to when we first met, but uh, super cool. Love it. That's yeah. that, I'm pretty sure you nailed it, and that's exactly when we did meet. So um, I, I kind of want to transition to something. So this is, I told you this was coming, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell you exactly how it was coming or what the what the material would be. Yeah. Uh, so in every Fray and Friends podcast interview that we do, I'm going to have a segment called something I've noticed about you and it's just a little terrifying it's it you know it is but the funny thing is for you is I I don't know that it's going to be very terrifying but I I do anticipate for you future guests um, I'm hoping to be maybe a little more cryptic with this uh, but but with Kate it's just kind of obvious so the thing that I've noticed about you Kate is you're the funniest person I know oh wow it's true. And here's the thing. Oh. So as I have said that, so even as I as I pose that this yeah. idea of you being on the podcast to, to folks, the thing that comes out of their mouth immediately is, oh my gosh, Kate's the funniest person I know. I swear it's real. So that's what I've noticed about you. You're the funniest person I know. Thank and you. and you know, 
That's pretty significant. I mean, I, I feel like I've had a chance to meet a lot of really funny people throughout my life. Uh, like, yeah, like a lot of really funny people, people that deserve a lot of credit for their humor. But Kate, every time I'm around you, I laugh and I laugh hard and I anticipate <laughs> laughing hard during this conversation. So I'm just curious, like, why is that? What what drives that? And maybe that's a hard question for you to answer, but I'd love for you to take a stab at it. Oh, it's not really hard. Uh because I've been obsessed with it for like a really long time, but I listen to slash watch an obscene amount of comedy, uh, comedy specials. I listen to comedy radio on Pandora while I'm working. Uh, so I sometimes have to deny people benefits and it's not very happy. So I started listening to comedy at work all the time to cheer me up uh, on those days. And I've been listening to comedy since I was a teenager. It started out with Sinbad in high school. Uh, he came to Muskegon Summer Celebration. Uh, I don't know if that even still exists, but... Uh, I, I, I wish people could have seen how you just teed that up because because this is an audio-only podcast. Yeah. We don't have the cool cameras or anything. They didn't get to see you do those air quotes the yeah. way that you just did, which was, which was pretty great. I've attended Muskegon Summer Celebration a few times, and it is excellent. Uh, but it just makes me laugh. And like I said, I don't even know if it exists anymore. Uh, but yeah, he came to Muskegon Summer Celebration and I got to see him there and he was hysterical. Um, and like one of the only comics comics that my parents were like, yeah, you can go see him. He works clean. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, went to see him and that just like sparked a love of comedy. Um and I'm a total nerd, so at first, like, I was embarrassed by it. And then I found out that my cousin Samantha loved comedy, too. And so we discovered Mike Berbiglia. Mike, Mike Ber- say that again. Mike Berbiglia. Wow, that's a cool last name. They're Italian. But he will tell you that they're Olive Garden Italian. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I talk <laughs> like I actually know him. Like, he and I are personal friends. Yeah. We're not, just in case. I've just watched his specials too much. But he's like, my dad likes to pronounce our last name as Verbilia. And I'm like, dad, stop it. It's Verbiglia. Order the pasta just like everyone else because stop pronouncing things like that, (laughs) you know. And so, uh, yeah, we watched all of his specials growing up. He now has so many of them. And then from there, I just... As I started to listen to it on Pandora, just more and more comics would slide in there. Um, And it's really like, it's not just that they're funny. They're so funny. Uh, But I've like tried to sit down and write jokes and then you just kill the funny. Like you overanalyze it and then you erase some stuff and start over. And by the end, you're like, well, this is now I could put this into a science research book it's so boring I can't uh I cannot read this in front of humans um and so like the genius of joke writing just blows my mind um so so can I ask you a question yes can you tell me a joke no uh so I I've been trying to write five minutes of comedy for two years yep uh someone's like you really should do like a an open mic and have five minutes of comedy and the only thing I can come up with is that one time a couple summers ago, I was trying to go through the McDonald's drive through to get an ice cream cone, as one does. And um, as everyone has experienced, the ice cream machine was not working. Yes. I know everyone's shocked. Never <laughs> happened to you before. Yeah. Uh, and the poor 17-year-old girl, I don't know if she was 17, she could have been 12 she was so young and I was like okay and I I just got a diet coke and I pulled up to the window and I said I've been here three times this week to get an ice cream no judgment please by the way <laughs> I didn't get an ice cream any of those three times it was never working hey, I need to make that clear we just moved about a block from Snooky's, so we've been okay. there done that so I'm like I've been here three weeks and it it hasn't been working any of those times like is it are you getting a new machine? Is it permanently broken? And she's like, well, the more we use it, the less it works. <laughs> and I was just like, 
here's a dollar six. Like, I can't. I cannot. I have to go. So, like, that's the only joke I've ever been able to write. That It's great. I love it. Yeah. So, I, I personally think that uh, I would love to go to the Funny Bone and just see Kate up there. I would actually be terrified to be on stage at the Funny Bone. But that's how you do it, right? Like, all of these comics that I've talked about talk about their first time doing comedy or their first sentence where they absolutely bombed and people just stared at him. Mike Birbiglia literally talks about how they told him to have 15 minutes of comedy prepared. He thought he had 11 minutes prepared. When he got up on stage, it ended up being three minutes. (laughs) No one laughed. And he was like, thank you, good night. Ran off stage out onto the sidewalk behind the comedy club and threw up on the sidewalk. And it's like, you got to get... You know, you got to get it in. And uh, Patton Oswald talks about watching a comedy magician perform and no, nobody, everybody hated it. And just watching him, like, by the end he was doing his tricks, like, you see this rope? Now it's two ropes. Now it's one rope. Kablam! Like, you have to bomb every once in a while, right? Yep. Um, that That's kind of how I feel about this podcast sometimes. <laughs> Uh, for for the listeners who hopefully won't notice this except for me pointing it out right now, uh, just randomly as I have my headphones on and I'm listening to Kate talk, the intro song for this podcast just started playing. So I, I screwed that up somehow. So thanks for your patience. I'm, hey, you know, <laughs> but I, I don't think you'll even know once we listen back. Yeah, we're just giving you some behind the scenes. Just a little extra peek behind the curtain. I'm hopeful that I don't throw up on the rug right now like he did on the on the sidewalk behind as the building. As soon as we're done, that's right. we both run outside and just puke on your driveway. <laughs> that's great. There's snow still. so Excellent. We'll yeah. just shovel it away, and that'll be how we end the first podcast. That's perfect. Just that's perfect. the adrenaline wearing off and both of us vomiting. And then good news, my neighbor from across the street, Amon, who's going to be on next week, Hopefully he doesn't see it. But if he does, we can then talk about it next week. We have material for next week. Excellent. So that's great. Boom. It's Just yep. like that. So, yeah. okay. Uh, this is good. I mean, so you're funny. And what I'm picking up on is that you don't feel like that's something you necessarily practice. It's just who you are a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, like there have been times in my life where I make jokes at inappropriate times. So like humor is one of my like coping mechanisms. And so... Like, I made a joke at my grandpa's funeral. Like, that's not the time to make a joke. But thankfully, I said it to my Aunt Hermina. And she was like, that's funny. Don't, <laughs> don't tell anyone. Yeah. Not right now, Kate. Yeah. Save that one for about two years. Then hit it again. And, it, you know. Um, aunt Hermina is a good aunt. She was the best. She wore, uh, to my grandpa Nelson's funeral, she wore high heels a red leather jacket and a zebra striped shirt. Wow. And she said, I'm not wearing all black. This was Nelsa's favorite outfit. This is what I'm going to wear. I'm like, you're an inspiration (laughs) to everyone on earth. Um, And she made a joke too, which made me feel better um, because my grandpa Nelson was beloved. um, And there was a line that wrapped around the church for his visitation, uh, which is just a testament to the person he was. Totally. And, you know, it was like eight hours that we were there. And I sat down by Aunt Hermione and she's like, I knew he was going to make me angry somehow. He's going to beat my Hanks line. And I'm like, Aunt Hermione, I've never loved you more. I'm only sitting by you at the funeral. We're going to make it through this together. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I, I tell them it in an opportune time sometimes. But also, I just, I really love to laugh. And I want other people to laugh too. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I don't do it on purpose sometimes, but I think one of the best things in life is just a good, solid, hearty laugh. Totally. So if I can pass it on at all, I'm going to do it. Well, you've done a good job. I, I uh, even as Kelly and I were talking about you coming over, we just we just plan on laughing. Like that's just part of it. That's part of what you expect, right? You know how you have someone over for dinner, you could usually anticipate like, oh yeah, we got to get into that topic. That's going to be really hard. Or man, I can't wait to hear about this or whatever. And with Kate, it's it's you know, maybe some of all of those things, but I cannot wait for Kate to come over because we're going to laugh pretty We're going to so, laugh yeah, hard. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think a, a person that's good at comedy though, or someone who can make someone laugh 
inherently there's like this this uh building block of you just like to have fun right is that is that a fair statement that's a fair statement because every time i've seen you whether it's at a barbecue or running into you at the hall at church or in the hallway at church or at work even oh man at work it's so fun to see kate uh you know when you're walking in the hallways at a big i mean we've got how many thousands of people that work at, at our workplace downtown? 10,000, 8,000. Yeah. And when there's that one person you run into and you're like, oh, day's made. Like, it's just it just is, right? That's Kate. I mean, or I've ruined your schedule because I can't stop talking. Well, so. th- that's... <laughs> Neither can I, Kate. <laughs> that's so perfect. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, so inherently, I'm messing up your schedule likely too, but um, you've got documents to read. Yeah, I- thousands of pages of, yes you know i could be reading about rotator cuff repairs or you know cellulitis or all the above all of the above <laughs> i was gonna say some of the ones that are really hard like there's some that make you squeamish but i'm gonna go ahead and leave those out because yeah i might pass out you wouldn't yeah. have a host to speak with but well, that's fine you can take it away definitely coming over yeah if sure that happens yeah so uh do you watch the office is that funny to you uh, i love the office okay good which that's... episode would you like me to call? well well i'm <laughs> uh surely you remember the episode where dwight is trying to redo the health plan to save some money yes and he says i mean you, essentially you got to tell me what you want covered on this plan or it's not getting covered and yeah. amongst all of the entire team He's sharing health conditions and asking people to claim their, yes. their submitted health condition. Uh, it just made me think of that, as you said, the word cellulitis. So. Yeah, uh, that is one of my favorite episodes, especially when Jim and Pam are making up things. And she's yes. like, I have this thing where my teeth spontaneously drip down my throat, turn to liquid and drip down my throat. And Jim's like, oh, you mean spontaneous hydroplosion? And I was like, Hydrodentoplosion, I think he says. And I'm like, that's such an excellent medical term. That's perfect. I'm like, he had to have taken a medical terminology class somewhere in his past. Yeah. To be able to get hydrodentoplosion. The like, doctor approves of the term. The doctor approves. That was, I love that episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, it's pretty great. Uh, there are some interesting terms that come out during that episode, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a good one. But I, I guess what I was, what I'm getting at here, Kate, is a funny person has to have, be able to have fun. And uh, I think when I see you, again, no matter what the venue, I feel like you're you're down for a good time. You're you're ready to have some fun. And and at the same time, I've also picked up on that you're that type of friend that's willing to go sit down and over a cup of coffee, like let someone pour their heart out to you, or vice versa, right? You're willing to pour your heart out to someone and be yeah. transparent and and humble in that way. As long as there's, as long as I don't have to drink the coffee. That. I'm down with that. You're not a coffee drinker. I'm not a coffee drinker. See that? I've also learned something. I, yeah. I just assumed because you work at Principal where we have access to the Skywalk to Starbucks that you must be a coffee person. Well, right? and they give out free coffee, but for those of us that love a crisp Diet Coke, do they give out free soda? No. Well, yeah. I've, that's a contentious topic at work, yeah. so we I don't even they, know if we should go there. They used to have free drink Mondays. I'm just going to bring the contentious topic right to the foreground. <laughs> They used to have free drink Mondays, and you could go get a free soda on a Monday. Yeah. And it was glorious, and God smiled upon it. (laughs) And now, nothing. Now, granted, you know, we're not there, but still. Sure, sure, yeah. Still. If they brought back free drink Mondays, do you think a lot of people would go back into the office? 100%. That's interesting. I I believe it. I mean, it's it's, people are passionate about it. Employees who have worked there for 10 plus years would be back in a heartbeat. Like, they'd have to start limiting us again. Yeah. Because they'd be like, listen, guys, we'll do free drink one day a week for all of you, but you can't all be here right now. Yeah, spread it out. Spread and the love. And we'd be like, I came for my soda today. <laughs> you know. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. It's a it's a very contentious topic. But, you know, uh, what's fun for you? I mean, I, I, I feel like as we were kind of prepping for this, you've got a lot of interest. So I'm curious what those are. Yeah, I, so Elliot did prep me about this, like, hey, what do you think is fun? Make sure you have ideas. And I literally just kept a list by my computer all day, and I was like, ooh, yes. Uh, So we've already talked about a truly excellent fountain soda. For me, it's a Diet Coke. I have heard from other people that the other soda flavors are excellent, too. 
uh, from a fountain. Like little things. Uh, the smell of a new book when you crack it open. Wow. Oh. This is fun for you. You would Yo, describe this. As- <laughs> if I could go to Barnes and Noble and just crack books and smell them, which is very frowned upon right now, just in case you're wondering. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but if I could go and just crack books, whatever, I, this is terrible, right? The smell of that glue in there is... It's next. the glue. You know, it's, it, I know what smell you're talking about. I think I can it's totally... the binding glue, the glue that binds it together. Sure. Like it's cracking and you can smell it. I should not be like inhaling these books, getting high up Barnes and Noble. But like <laughs> that is fun for me. I, um, I was going to say I can picture that smell, but I don't think that's how you would say it. Like I can, I can smell that smell. Like I don't, I don't. Right. Really yeah. I can picture You don't want to picture a smell, right? Yeah. That usually has bad connotations, yeah. but yeah, no. I know what one you're talking about, though. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Uh, but, like, bigger things. So, like, I love greeting at church. I love... It's a little hard to smile right now, so I try and smile with my eyes. But, like, getting to say hello to everyone and learning people's names, I love. Yeah. There is nothing like when someone walks up and you can be like, Andrea, it's so good to see you today. How are those adorable children? Maggie, I love those shoes. We need to talk about that the next time that we're together. I love being able to call someone by their name. Uh, I'm a nerd, right? So um, I love musicals. Musicals make me happy. If there has been a musical, I've seen it either in person at the Civic Center or some other place. Hamilton? Okay. I've watched it on Disney+. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, I couldn't get tickets to Hamilton, but it I was, was a it was a tough ticket to get. It, that was a tough that was a tough venue to get to, uh, but I'm determined to see it at some point. You you should. The only reason I bring it up, I don't know anything about that world. If you didn't pick up on that in the first podcast, I I just that's not my world. You don't just walk around the house singing regularly. Uh, well, I do that. But okay. That, yeah, I mean that's that's a different story. But but when I met Kelly, I realized very quickly that I was going to have to figure that out. Like yeah. that part of the world. You was, would be attending musicals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like very much so. And so we went and saw Hamilton when we were in New York last fall. I think. Oh, I'm so jealous right now. It, it changed. It changed my life. It was the coolest thing ever. Like I, I've, oh, you know me and yeah. Iowa state football and the Chicago Cubs, well, Wrigley yes. field games. I mean, even, Those are even though you abandoned them once during an epic win. Oh boy, yeah, we. Oh geez, you know that story. I do. Yeah, that was one of the first stories you ever told me. Yeah, yeah, Kelly, uh, she doesn't like that story very much. Well, it wasn't much fun, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, it was like twenty-eight degrees, freezing, freezing rain. rain. We were, we looked like Eskimos, and Kelly has this very distinct teeth chatter when she's cold it's very distinct and her like her fingernails turn blue like everything's blue it was a horrendous day it Let's was awful just be honest actually you know what's funny about that day i remember reading an interview of the cubs manager at the time joe madden legend yeah. should have never been dismissed he's a legend right he is a legend he is anyways legend. joe madden was so peeved that they played that game because of how cold it was. He yeah. said, no, no, I, I, what he didn't say this, but in as many words, he almost said, these guys are paid way too much to have to come play out here today. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. Listen, if we're at risk of losing their limbs or their fingers to frostbite, we should not be playing this game. Yeah. It, it was pretty cold. So yeah, the story goes that we left early. I felt horrible, horrible for my bride who was, so kind to be there she wanted to be there but she didn't she went and hid in the merchandise store that was in the concourse because Mm -hmm. they had a heater and i thought they were going to kick her out because they're like maybe you can't just like stand in here and warm up like that's not what this this for shopping uh but we ended up grabbing the l and going back and checking in our hotel downtown and the whole way i had the mlb at bat app up and i was listening Mm -hmm. to the game you know the story but it ended with us at the check-in counter and the lady was like, okay, dude, can you just check in your hotel and not listen to the Cubs game? And in that moment, they had a walk-off base hit with the bases loaded. And yeah. like, the, I think it was the bottom of the ninth. I don't think they went extra innings, but they came back from nine runs down basically. Yeah, to win the game. To win the game. And uh, Kelly immediately started crying. No. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Fun trip. Memory. Yeah. And I didn't know you knew that story, so. Sorry. 
Sorry to bring that up during the fun section. Yeah, yeah. You can look back on it now. Oh, we laugh about yeah. it. I laugh about yeah. it. I, I laugh about it. Kelly hasn't gotten there yet. Not quite. Someday. Give it five more years. We'll be there someday. We'll yeah, revisit sure. it in five years. Then maybe we'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The second, the next time we do a podcast, we'll we'll make sure we hit on Excellent. that. Excellent. So, okay, but how do we even get there? What what was it about? Uh, geez, I don't no, even know. Musicals, Hamilton. Oh wow! How I'm we not even sure. got? Because you said you were in for sports. There you go. ISU football, but musicals was new to you. Yeah, exactly. So all that to say, we went to Hamilton, uh, in New York. It was unbelievable. It was Changed amazing. Your life. Oh my word! Yeah, I just I, I grew I'm in sorry, my appreciation. Did you actually get to see Lin Manuel Miranda? No. Okay. Oof. As to say, I was gonna have to end our friendship right now. But we got to go backstage. That was cool. So Kelly has a friend, Jason. Oh. Shout out to Jason. I don't know if Jason's listening or not, but Jason works with Hamilton and was kind enough to hook us up with some pretty slick seats. Major shout out to Jason. Yeah, we were even on the aisle, which I didn't realize was a big deal until Huge. intermission hit. And holy smokes, the people just flooded the exits to run and get drinks that cost seven times what they should have. Yeah, your $37 glass of wine. It was insanity. But yeah. everybody did it, including us. And it was cash only. I don't usually carry cash. I hardly had enough cash for an entire trip to New York to pay for a drink yeah. during this intermission. You use your entire budget. The whole thing. On two drinks for you and Kelly, probably. Or you shared one, probably. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very... Honestly, it's very pot. No, actually, we didn't because we came home with two plastic Hamilton cups. They were souvenir yes. cups. I'm pretty sure we still have those. They're like little sippy cups. Anyways, it was a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool thing to do, but you enjoy those. I love a good musical. I was in three of them in high school. Wow, okay. Joseph on the Technicolor Dreamcoat, Annie Get Your Gun, and Oklahoma. I was in in high school. I've loved them forever. Like, my grandma used to hold us captive while she babysat us. And it would be Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Meet Me in St. Louis, The Sound of Music. Uh, and I don't know if she thought that, like, was going to be good or bad. But now all of us are obsessed with musicals. Super so, cool. Yeah. So that's a good list of stuff. Uh, you also mentioned traveling and baking when we talked about yes. this earlier. Those are... Passions. I love to bake and cook for people. Um, I love having a taco night. Uh, I just recently learned how to make carnitas. We made tacos tonight. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, if I wasn't so nervous about the microphone, because we were going to have you over earlier and have you dinner with us, and I was so panicked about the dumb microphone. Had I known that you would have included that in your what you do for fun section, the taco night. Well, now you've ruined it. I'm but so I, sorry. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, I know. Well, missed opportunity. <laughs> No, I, I love making tacos. Um, I'm learning how to make like all different kinds of international foods. So uh, baba ganoush or tzatziki or uh, Indian lamb kebabs. Just uh, recently roasted like a six pound rack of lamb wow. with Greek spices oh and then had it on pita bread with tzatziki and pickled red onions and cucumbers. And, mm, and like things that... Like, I know what baba ganoush is, and I'm like, great, I'll never try it. And then you eat it, and you're like, I don't know why I was so afraid to eat eggplant. Yeah. Like, this is the most delicious eggplant I've ever had in my entire life. That's the first time I've ever heard that word, but maybe sometime we can try the baba ganoush that baba you ganoush. create. It's delicious. If anyone was afraid of trying Indian food, put that fear away. Yeah. Like, I know that's insane to be like, I'm afraid of trying a new food. But we are, right? So totally. let's own it. Go to Kathmandu in West Des Moines over on University, right by Sam's Club and Walmart. First of all, just get the garlic naan. You'll eat a pound of it. You'll be happy to sure. have eaten a pound of it. And then they'll bring you the most delicious food. And you'll be like, I don't know why I haven't been eating this my whole life. But yeah, I love to cook and bake for people. I love to have a taco night. And I like to make people... So the tradition is on taco night, I bring in six uh, lower end beers, we'll say. Sure, yeah. Uh, so like a Miller Light, a Coors Light, a Bush Light, a Bud Light, a Natty Light, and maybe something really stellar like a Keystone. So, but you included Bush Light in that category. Right? I know, Bush is the Cadillac of beers, <laughs> right? I know a lot of people listening 
They're going to be really upset when they find out that you called that a low-end beer. So, I know. And I just need to say that the group of people that I tested these on told me, we're going to put Bush Light at the top. We all love Bush Light. Sure. And I'm like, it's going to be a blind taste test. So, we'll see. None of them rated Bush, wow, wow. Bush Light up the top. We won't tell the Bushman. He loves Iowa State, so we'll we'll leave that away. Don't worry. Him. All these people still buy and drink Bush Light. Okay, fair. fair. Yeah, they threw those results right away. I think the funniest part was probably buying the six tall boys at the sure. Hy-Vee gas station. <laughs> and on a Friday, because taco night was Saturday night. On a Friday night, I walk up to the counter. I have six tall boys in my arms. And the 18-year-old cashier just looks at me with wide eyes like, oh, and he goes, I guess you're going to have a fun Friday (laughs) night. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm having taco night, and we're doing a fun little thing where we're tasting beers. And he thinks that I'm just, like, justifying my alcoholism. And he's trying to be very empathetic. He's like, ma'am, whatever you need to do on a Friday night is your business. I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic. These beers are not all for me. And he's like, it's okay. You don't have to lie. Wow. And I'm like, so gracious. I'm so glad that, that like, this is what I look like on a Friday night. <laughs> Clearly, I should have put on some mascara before I came here. It was, yeah. It's an experience. It was an experience, but yeah. Well, that that's, that's a, uh, it sounds like a fun taco night. I have a feeling uh, that, that was enjoyable. I bet the tacos were good. I'm sure the the low class beers were better. Um, they were very but, excellent. Yes. But whatever whatever it takes. Uh, one thing that you mentioned was travel. Yes. Quick hit on travel. Favorite place you've ever been? Edinburgh, Scotland. Wow. Hands wow. down. Yep. Oh, yeah. we need tips. Keep keep. Okay. So what was they, the best part? What What did you like about Edinburgh? Uh, this is gonna sound really boring. It isn't. Uh, so they have a 70 acre botanical garden. Like, we have a gorgeous botanical garden here in Des Moines, right? It's three acres. 70 acres commissioned by her queen, the queen, her majesty, the queen. Uh, It is gorgeous. They have 10 glass houses that are the size of our botanical center. And each one is dedicated to a different type of climate. So, like, rainforest desert like there's one there's one that's just a huge pond inside a glass house with lily pads so large you think you could like the size of a grand piano that you think you could just step onto like you're in Willy Wonka um and uh it's not like a actual fee like they say there's a suggested donation of seven pounds to enter the glass houses would you be willing to pay that? And if you're like, no, they'd be like, that's fine. Here's your ticket. Come on in. They're so wonderful. Huh. They're so wonderful. And uh, the food is out of this world. I know people don't think like, oh, food in Great Britain and Scotland. Here it's great. Like they hear Scotland and they're like, haggis, no thank you. No. Some of the best food I've ever eaten yeah. in my entire life. That. That'll make a trip. Yeah. Uh, Mom's comfort food. There's a place called Scranton Scally that we went. Um, And everyone is so nice. Um, Our waiter at Mom's comfort food, Nico. Shout out to Nico. Should this ever make it all the way to Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, He gave us the recommendation for Scranton Scally. And that was the best meal I've ever had in my life. That's awesome. Um, And like here in... So, like, just things like here in America, we like to eat lunch at our desk while we're working. We're in London having dinner after going to the British Museum. We're having lunch, excuse me, my country upbringing just came out. I said dinner. Uh, so, oh, yeah. I didn't even catch it, but yes, yeah, you did. You have dinner and supper, not lunch and dinner. Yes. Uh, but we're having lunch at this little cafe on a side street. And workers come in, they sit down, they have lunch, they have talked, nobody, they talk some, they don't look at their watches, and then they go back to work. In Scotland, it's like they come in, they kick back, they take off their coats, they loosen their tie, they have a pint, they order, they, and two hours later, they go back to work, and everyone's happy. And I'm like, this is the place that I would like to live. 
uh, this is where it's about. Yeah. I may or may not have, but definitely did research places that I can move to Scotland during COVID. Hey, that's awesome. Well, uh, I think we might hit on that in the rapid fire question round. You might get a chance to circle back to Scotland is what Excellent. I'm hearing potentially. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, part of the reason I ask about travel, right, is I wanted to hit on one more topic even before we wrap up, and that's just how you've been doing in the midst of COVID. Yeah. Uh, it's been kind of a rough season, and yeah. part of the thought around fun, right, is mm-hmm. a lot of those things that you just listed, having people over for taco night, traveling, um, you name it. Going to musicals. Going to musicals, happening. not happening. And really anytime soon, it doesn't feel like. So just curious, like how how have you been doing and what's your experience been in the midst of all this? Because I do feel like as I think about our friends and people that we've talked with, everybody's kind of in a different different spot, right? Yeah. Um, family members, different spot. Friends, different spot. So that's another layer of complexity because it impacts how we all kind of function. But I'm curious, yeah. how have you been doing? So surprisingly well is when I tell everyone. So um, I don't shy away from this at all, but when I was 14, I got diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And so that's something I've just dealt with my whole life. And so when we got put in quarantine, I'm like, excellent. I'm going to have a panic attack a day. Hmm. I have to see my counselor once a week, probably more to try and keep it together. And by the grace of God, that is not what has happened. Um, Because I think... Like, life just needed to slow down, right? Like, sometimes God puts on the brakes and he's like, okay, I just need you to take a deep breath and take a rest. Um, You can't keep going at this breakneck pace forever. And so, um, you know, not all of it has been fun, obviously, because um, I joke that I'm an introverted extrovert. So on every Myers-Briggs test I've ever taken, it always tells me I'm extroverted. And I'm like, but if you put me at a party with a hundred people I don't know, I'll hate every second of Mm. it. Uh, But like, I want to spend time with the people that I know that I love and I care about. And so that has been really hard. Um, And so um, I think it's been like really important to make sure that like you're taking care of yourself here. You know, I take medications every day. I take vitamins and supplements. I see my chiropractor um, and talk to my doctor whenever I need to. And so, um, yeah, I'm an advocate for calling mental health just health. Yep. Just FYI. Uh, just because it's like any chronic condition, you know, you have diabetes, you have to take insulin. You have Crohn's, you might need to have an infusion. You have RA, you're going to have to take a pill. You know, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Sorry, just throwing out the acronyms. How rude. Um, <laughs> I, w- I was familiar, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. I mean, the doctor, when the doctor speaks. Yeah, she likes to throw out a lot of acronyms. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, you know, it's been really good in the fact that it's taught me to slow down, um, taught me to take time and read. Um read for pleasure, but then also I'm doing the Bible recap, which in case anyone was wondering, the book of Genesis will blow your mind if you read it as an adult. So jump on in, give it a try. Um, Yeah. And it's, you know, do some house projects, spend some time with my puppy. Uh, So Poppy, Louise, my dog has been very excited that I'm home every day. Uh, Um, I don't know if I'm as excited because sometimes she likes to eat out or likes to act out by eating the garbage. But uh, so she's had more opportunity to do that. But no, uh, that's been good. Um, but I think there's kind of been like this constant like fight or flight response activated in all of us. So we get tired easier. Um, you know, things that used to be easier now hard to do. You're like, why is it hard for me to get up and take a shower at 7 a.m.? I used to do that every day with no problem. Why do I want to go to bed at 6.30 at night? That doesn't make sense. Um, So I just think that's been really hard. But, yeah. It's been a it's been a tough season. I, I even yeah. think, Kate, um, one of the things that actually one of the most defining moments of COVID time for me 
was uh, one of the first times I went back into the office at work. Yeah. And I just remember walking in total, total ghost town. I mean, hardly anybody there. Even my favorite parking attendant. Bill, Not there. Bill, I think, I think Bill might be a listener and Bill was my favorite part of every single morning. I'd pull into the garage. I'd see Bill. We'd talk for as long as we could until a car pulled up behind me. And then it would force me to go to work and get through the gate, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I missed that so much. And so I I had this anticipation. I was so excited to go into work. And then I realized they've only opened one ramp. I know Bill's not working there. So it's not even going to be the same thing. I walked in. It's a ghost town. But the most defining moment of that period of time for me was when I found out that you were going to be in the office. Yes. I, I think Zika, Sarah Zika told yeah. me that you were in and we ended up connecting to go have lunch. And I, I just remember feeling like for both of us, it was just good to go like, I don't know, it was a taste of normalcy maybe. Yeah. Because at principle, that's very normal, right? Just connect with someone, grab yeah. lunch, grab coffee. And it had been months. I mean, a, a long time since yeah. we had a chance to do that. So. I don't know. That was just a defining moment for me. Yeah, it was so strange and so wonderful to be able to just like walk through the skywalks and like go support a local business totally and buy a meal and sit down and talk with someone. And I remember us being so nervous, like, I don't like how long should we sit here? Should we just take this back? But I remember being like, but I haven't seen anyone in so long. And full disclosure, I disclosed this earlier. I just like to say that I went back to my desk and cried happily because I was like, it was just so nice to see someone. Totally. And that was the point where I broke and I'm like, okay, I have to have some people in my bubble. I can't live as a single person by myself. I have to put some people in my bubble and I think that, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, we've got to stop. Like, we can't judge each other, right? Because you got to balance your mental health and your personal safety. And that was a defining moment where I was like, not everyone can come in, but I've got to have a few girls in my bubble that I can talk to and see. Otherwise, I'm going to go insane. Totally. Well, it's so interesting to hear you say that because it goes back to what you said about calling mental health just health. Yeah. And, and I've had that thought a lot, even as I've talked with lots of people who have struggled with with yeah. just this idea of staying healthy, right? In mm-hmm. a lot of different facets of life. And I think in this period of time, that's been a significant portion of it. And so, um, so interesting to hear you say that. I think a lot of people listening probably will be able to empathize and understand that. So. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, I, I don't want to put a hard wrap on this, but maybe to kind of close out just the, the serious stuff and then yeah. we can finish up with some fun stuff. So one of the things you mentioned to me is we talked about just health, mm-hmm. COVID, and yeah. you tacked on one more thing, which was social media. Yeah. Why was that? What, what about social media, uh, did you want to share? So, uh, I follow Carlos Whitaker on Instagram and He earlier this summer just posted something that like I had never thought of before. And he said, our brains are not meant to process the amount of information that we put into them every day. And that can contribute to our overall health. It can hurt it because when our parents grew up, they had 30 minutes of news in the morning, an hour of news at night, and that was all they consumed. Or they, you know, on top of reading the newspaper. Totally. And so your your brain can handle that amount of news because you don't get every single detail from every single news source. You know, my parents, we always watch ABC News. Like, I don't know why. We watched Dan Rather. That's how it was. Um, you know, you didn't watch ABC and CBS and MSNBC and CNN and Fox News. You watched one of them. Because they all played at the same time, and that's all you got. And so just thinking about that um, just made it click in my brain. Like, your brain is not supposed to um, consume all of this. And so you have to put a hard stop on it. So, yeah, that was just like an eye-opener that social media can really drag down your health. Totally. And... uh, so sometimes you just got to put the phone away. So, and did you cut it? Did you go cold turkey? No social media, anything like that? No, I did. Uh, so I deleted the Facebook app, Pinterest app, YouTube, 
uh, several of them off my phone. I only have Instagram and Snapchat on there now. Yeah. Um, and I try for at least one hour a night to just leave my phone. So if I'm cooking dinner, my phone's going to be in the living room. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to touch it. Um, and I'm hoping to get to the point where one day a week I just, it'll be on a weekend because obviously I need it for work. But yeah. like on a Saturday, I put my phone away. It doesn't leave my bedroom. And honestly, I'd like it so that it doesn't come into my bedroom at night with me. I just leave it out. Because, you know, this is a terrible joke, but I always think like, well, what if someone dies? What are you going to do about it? They're still going to be dead in the morning. Yep. And no one has ever called me at 3 a.m. to be like, by the way, so-and-so died. If they've died in the middle of the night, I've gotten a call at a reasonable time in the morning. So that's just my plug. Put your phone away. Don't take it to bed with you. It's yep. not worth it. I could learn from that advice. I, I'm just, I'm really bad. I think work has, I just, I use my phone a lot for work because mm -hmm. sometimes it's more convenient than even just some of the same apps that we use on the laptop you can use on your phone or whatever. And so yeah. I find that throughout the day, you know, I, I'm guilty of what you're saying. I mean, I sit yeah. at my computer, I have the TV on to the side of me because it's just, I need noise. Yeah. But then I'm checking Twitter or checking whatever, because that's another news source. And so I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think that especially over the last year, that's been, that's been tough to yeah. do. Um, not great for overall health. So yeah. I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that. I think yeah. that's really interesting. I, I feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about social media fasting, just like getting it out of mm -hmm. life for a little bit. And just every time I've heard someone talk about doing that, it's always been in a positive light. No one's ever said that they missed it. Yeah. They've always said it was a really good thing for them. Yeah. So they never say, boy, I wish I could have just checked Facebook just once. I've never heard that either. Yeah, so. yeah, totally. No, that's uh, it's good advice. Uh, let's transition to some fun. Let's okay. wrap up with some fun. Are you good with that? Yeah, I'm just slightly terrified because, by the way, I know nothing about this. None. So I'm excited about it actually. So here's here's the challenge. Okay. First thing that comes to mind. This is terrifying. Shortest, either one word or one phrase answer you can come up with. You okay. Good with that? Yeah, I would like to warn everyone. I love Jesus, but I have cursed before. <laughs> But my goal is to not curse at all. So, so I'm pretty I'm sure really you, buckled in. I've seen this on some of my favorite podcasts. If something happens, there's like the little E for explicit. And I don't even know how to add that. So you have to spare me Okay. That. Okay. <laughs> I, I have to keep it together. Okay, there is well, no option. There, I'm on it. I'm sure there will be. I, yeah. Anyways, I'm sure it'll be just fine. So uh, first question. Yeah. In spirit of support local, favorite yes. local restaurant. Ooh. So... Right now, it's El Barco. Oh, that's our favorite. Oh, my word. It's if so If you good. want to go and have a margarita and tacos for less than $30 for two people, go to El Barco. It's so good. You can get guacamole, handmade guacamole for an appetizer, two tacos each, two margaritas. It will cost you nothing, and they're so nice. They're, they're the best. Yeah. So we... Someone recommended that to us because we just did not know where to go for Mexican food that we just didn't mm -hmm. have a go-to place. That's our new spot. It's so um, good. Yeah. Kelly and I will share chicken fajitas. Oh, I will usually have a mark. She usually forgets her ID. So she doesn't cause she gets nervous. I wouldn't they trust get, her. Yeah. I wouldn't either. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> we get out of there pretty cheap to yeah. be honest. Uh, yeah. it's a great spot. Okay. So El Barco for local. What about chain restaurant? Favorite chain? Oh, ooh, gracious. Favorite chain restaurant. Uh, I mean, I'll just go with the overwhelming popular because I'm with it. Chick-fil-A, right? It. Yep. Can't go wrong. Sometimes you just need a spicy chicken sandwich in your life. That's exactly right. Celebrity crush. Mm, James McAvoy. Okay. Uh, have been ever since he's in this little film called Becoming Jane. I went to see it in the theater three times. Wow sobbed my eyes out the whole time shout out to my friend tessa for going with me all three times he's been my celebrity crush forever fun fact he's from scotland wow check it out tessa good on you that's awesome mm -hmm. uh best road trip destination Ooh, tennessee nashville and franklin tennessee love it great spots yeah uh favorite musician elliot these are hard they are uh can it be a band? Sure. Okay. Uh, so college Kate would say Jack's Mannequin. Okay. Uh, now it would be Need to Breathe. Oh, yeah. 
great music. And a shout out to Jay Beats because I do love him. Yeah, Jay Beats is pretty great. Yeah. Uh, interesting. That's yeah. a good mix. Uh, biggest pet peeve. When people hiss their s's. That's so random. Wow. So I always said if I opened a bakery, I would have a sign on the door that says, if you hiss your s's, you don't need to come in. <laughs> you can order delivery. We'll bring it out to you. You may not set foot. Wow. That's. I can't stand it. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We know what not to do around Kate. Yeah. That's good. Uh, steak temperature. Rare. Well, between rare and medium rare. Okay. A deep pink center. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I cooked steaks last night. We, we actually grilled for the first time in a while, and I that's how mine turned out. So I think you would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, least favorite insect. Ooh. Uh, least favorite insect. Boy. We know the answer. Technically, is a spider considered an insect? Sure. I hate them. So <laughs> I moved into my home, you know, quite proud of myself that I become a homeowner. I'm so excited. I have this home. The basement looks so clean. It's just been painted and sealed. It has a new epoxy floor. And on the other side, it has beautiful, luscious red shag carpet from the 70s. And I walked on to do my laundry, and there is a wolf spider the size Oof. of a silver dollar. Yeah, no thanks. Sitting waiting for me. And so, uh, it's spiders. And if you need to send a message, you kill the spider, and you leave it out so that its family and friends know not to mess with you, <laughs> and they need to move to another home. Yep. Hot tip. That is a tip that we have taken very seriously. I, I told Kate... Uh, Kelly has done that. I used to travel for work a little bit and I came home once after being on the road for three days and there was a spider smashed on the wall of the apartment and uh, that spider was not touched even though it had been dead for several days. And yeah, that was evidently the tip was. She was sending a message that she is a forceful leader and she will not deal with spiders coming into her home. I love it. So for all you listeners, you know what to do with the next spider you see. I mean, if you can't afford to burn down your house. That was my first <laughs> option, but I figured that was f- fiscally irresponsible. Yeah, probably. Option two, send a message. Now, bats maybe a different story, which we unfortunately can relate on. We won't even go down that path because no. all you need to know is that both Kate and Kelly and I have struggled with bats. It's not fun. That'll be the topic for our next podcast. That's right. We'll, st- we'll yeah. go there. Yeah, I like that. In maybe we'll years. even interview Batman. That would be great. It'd be interesting. It would be. It'd be interesting. Terrifying, (laughs) but good. Uh, Not retirement location, but Mm -hmm. retirement activity. Retirement activity. I'd love to say snorkeling. So I would love to move somewhere where you could snorkel. Great. As a a retire, And I would crochet. I love to crochet. So I would snorkel during the day and then in the afternoon come in, sip on a little margarita, a vodka cranberry, and just crochet hats and scarves and mittens. Amazing. I can yeah. picture it. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, last thing. Best gift that you have ever received. Wow. The best gift I've ever received. <sighs> okay. So I preface that I'm a nerd, right? So my parents got me like a special edition Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Wow! with gold leaf pages and like hand-drawn illustrations. Now, have I opened that book wide enough to get a good look at the illustrations? No, because it's so beautiful. I can't bear to break the spine. Amazing. But that was... How are you going to smell the glue? I haven't on that one, (laughs) right? I haven't gotten high off of that book. Uh, and, but it was, I opened it and I was shocked. I was like, you guys should not have spent this money. You're outside of your minds. I don't know what you're doing. This is incredible. I will cherish it forever, but you're insane. That's a great, that's a great gift. I Mm -hmm. did not anticipate. I mean, you can't really know what to anticipate with the answer to that question, but I definitely didn't anticipate that. So Kate, thank you. It has been so much fun to be here. What a blast. This is great. Yeah. We should really do this more often. We don't have to record it every time, sure. maybe. But yeah. 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 
I mean, I'll bring the mic, and if we decide there's some gold there, you know, we'll throw it up. But... Yeah, I'll bring the tacos. Oh, man. In, yeah. In, in. Or Kelly sure. and I can collab on them, but that, it'll be good. That sounds great. Yeah, this has been a joy. Thank you. Uh, I would say that we're off to a good start. So thanks for being willing to spend your Tuesday night with us. This of is great. Course. Um, hope everybody else enjoyed it. I'm sure you all will. Uh, Kate is awesome, and I'm thankful for the time that we got to hang out and get to know each other a little bit better. So with that said... Appreciate you tuning in. The next episode of the Fray and Friends podcast will be one week from tonight. We will record, uh, which means about a week in between episodes. So hoping that all goes well from a technology standpoint. We'll continue to get some episodes out there and look forward to interviewing my friend and neighbor. Some people call him the Mr. Rogers of the neighborhood, if that gives you any indication. Amon Douglas. He's a gem. Uh, he's the he's a guy that shovels five or six driveways before anybody else can even get outside for you. So uh, he's he's a good dude. It'll be a fun interview. So yeah. Thanks so much, Kate. Thank you.